to minister to you on the subject that I title Citadel. I say I want to minister to you on the subject called Citadel. Say Citadel. Say Citadel. Amen. Citadel. Amen. 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 I remember I'm a businessman. And one thing that I have vowed never to do is to depend upon church money. Amen. I know something saying. Any pastor that depends upon church money receive insults and also take the insult in pain. But if you don't depend upon church money, they will still insult you. But you don't feel pain. Because it is normal. Amen. Amen. That's what I'm saying. Yes. That is the way it is. Amen. Amen. That is how life is. No matter what you do, people will talk about it. Jesus was eating just like you and I. And people said, why is this man eating like this? John the Baptist also came and the guy was also fasting. When he fasts, they said he was a demon. Jesus also what came eating. They said this man, he eats too much. It's a gluten. So in life, whatever you do, people will talk about it. That's what I'm saying. You do good, they will talk about it. You do bad, they will talk about it. But there is one I want you to do, it comes with reward. That is why you must always do good. Even though when people don't see it. But there's a reward. Amen. And one time, the Lord was telling me one or two things because by nature, I'm a businessman. I love to do business. And one day, I was looking for a name for my business. And the name just dropped into my spirit. Citadel. Citadel. Amen. Amen. So, I have some one or two, three business that have the same name. I'm waiting to when you get to five, then I will name it Citadel Group of Companies. Hey. Amen. Are you, are you, that's what I'm saying. Amen. Amen. So, when the time comes, you don't come and give to me. I give to you. Amen. I say amen. amen. I reject it. Hey, <laughs> it's my best. Me the termo. I've caught you. Hey, somebody said over here, Jesus. <laughs> amen. And this name dropped into my spirit and has asked God, what is the meaning of this? Citadel simply means a stronghold or a place of safety, a place of rescue, a place of refuge. So Citadel is a place when people are being persecuted and people have been changed. And people have been tortured. They run to, to find refuge. Amen. I get what I'm saying. Amen. 
And everybody over here, you must connect to citadel. Not citadel in business. But there is a man by the name citadel. Why? Because God is our citadel. A man that we run to for rescue, for safety, and for refuge. So God is our citadel. When there is trouble and there is challenge, you run to no man, but you run to citadel. Amen. The Bible declares in the book of Exodus that God told Moses to be the technical in the wilderness. And in the wilderness, God told Moses to put horns in the four corners of the altar. And I've already told you that the altar is a place when divinity meets humanity. A place when major decisions have been taken, either for you or against you. Why? Because the devil also have altars that they slaughter babies, slaughter human beings, slaughter people's marriage, people's destiny, people's children. Amen. And God told Moses, put four horns on the altar at each side. We stand for God's divine supreme authority. Which means that any time you come before the altar of God, God's divine supreme authority is backing the altar. Therefore, whatever you declare shall surely come to pass. And today, I came to announce to you, you have come to your citadel. A place of safety. A place of rescue. A place of deliverance. A place of refuge. In a time of challenges and trouble, you have come to citadel. And the Bible declares that when God told Moses to put the four horns on the edge of the altar, he said, put it there. For my divine authority to be made known. On the altar with the horn, also you find mercy. So in those days, anytime somebody is in trouble, they run to the tabernacle and hold the horns of the altar and say, Father, I paid for mercy. And because they ran to the tabernacle and hold the horns of the altar and plead for mercy. They get mercy. Even though they don't deserve mercy, but because they hold the horns of the altar, the altar must speak for them. Amen. I know what I'm saying. I pray that today the altar of God will function for you. As you run to citadel, may you walk in the atmosphere of mercy because mercy is your inheritance. Amen. You don't beg for mercy. It's your inheritance. Amen. The only people that beg for mercy are the unrighteous. But when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you function in grace and you function in mercy because right now you have become son and what? A daughter of God. And therefore, that is your inheritance. Hmm. Are you guys what I'm saying? Amen. So you will find out over here that in the book of First Kings chapter 1, when David was about to die, the Bible declares that God has already spoken to David who should take over the throne. And the throne was supposed to be taken over by King Solomon. But the first son of King David, Adonijah, was organizing to sit on the throne. When the throne does not belong to him. And 
Because David did not train Adonijah well, according to Bible history, David never rebuked Adonijah before. He loved him in such a way that he has never rebuked him. Amen. And Adonijah got up organizing people just believing God for his father to go so that he can sit on the throne. And Bible said while she was doing that thing, David was told that your son Adonijah is planning and organizing things to sit on the throne. And David has already promised Bathsheba that your son Solomon will sit on the throne. And you know women, Bathsheba went to David on the sick bear. I said, my love, Remember that David was sick. That is the way the man was sick and people did not even believe and they locked him in a room with a virgin. A young damsel. Damsel simply means a young virgin. We have old virgins and we have young virgins. And Bible said, when they locked David with a young virgin, a damsel in the room. The next day when they came, David was sitting in the corner. They asked the young virgin, what happened? He said, ah, when he pulled let, where he's sitting, it's the same place. They said, hey, the man is really sick. Because this man is like a cat. He doesn't see meat and pass. If you old ones, he's clearing. How much more young one? People had bad mentality about David, but it's a man after God's own heart. Be very careful who you judge. Amen. And Bible said, David told Bathsheba, I have made your son Solomon the king. Then he said, if that is so, how come that Adonijah is moving in town? Telling people that I am the next in king. And Bible said this, the thing got to Solomon and when Adonijah heard that Solomon has heard about the issue and the father David too has left him and has given the thing to Solomon and that's have the backing of his father, Adonijah was scared. He knows that the next thing is his death because he was going to take something that does not belong to him. And Bible said, when Adonijah heard that Solomon heard about the issue, he was scared to die. So Bible said, he ran to the altar in the tabernacle and he heard the horns of the altar. Pleading for mercy. So that Solomon will know what killed him. And Bible said, when Solomon was told that idolater your brother is in the tabernacle, crying to God for mercy because he's scared that you will kill him. And Bible said, Solomon sends to Adonijah and said, go and tell him, if only you will listen and move according to the word of the Lord, concerning me sitting on the throne and the mercy that is begging for if only believes it I will spare his life he will not die so mercy located Adonijah in the tabernacle why? because he held the horns of the altar so even though he was at fault because he ran to the citadel and he had the horns of the altar pleading for mercy. He found rescue. He found safety. And he found refuge. His life was spared. In 1 Kings chapter 2, the Bible says that the nephew of David, Joab, 
Before David died, David told Solomon that Joab, your cousin, is a wicked guy. He's my nephew, but he's a wicked guy. Don't spare him. Kill him. If you don't kill him, you will organize a coup d'etat against you. And Joab was doing the same thing that David said because Joab was part of the group trying to initiate the move of Adonijah to sit on the throne. He was part of the group. Amen. And Bible said in chapter 2 of 1 Kings that when Joab also heard what has happened to Adonijah, that he ran to the citadel to find rescue, to find refuge and safety, he also ran to the tabernacle of God and heard the honks of the altar and plead for mercy. But this time when David was, when Solomon was told about the issue, Solomon said, go quickly to the table. If you find Joab over there, kill him there right at the altar. And Bible said that they got there and found Joab and they killed him there instantly. How come that Adonijah received and obtained mercy, but Joab did not get mercy, even though he ran to citadel? This is to tell you the citadel is made for sons and daughters and not for enemies. Enemies cannot enter into citadel and find mercy. It's only made for sons and daughters. That is why I say mercy is your inheritance. Are you getting what I'm saying? Let the sun be a little bit rich. I want a little bit this. Are you getting what I'm saying? Amen. Adonijah found mercy. But Joab was slaughtered at the altar. Amen. Because he was an enemy. And enemies are not accepted. Remember he was an enemy of David. And David is a man after God's heart. Some of you don't know that the people you associate with determines the favor you can walk in. Let me tell you something. Sometimes breakthrough and anointing is by association. If your best friend is a womanizer, it's just a matter of time you become a womanizer. If your best friend is a giver, as a matter of time you become a giver. If your best friend is a gossip, just wait as a matter of time. Very soon you write book about gossip because you have experience. Whoever you associate with determines what you carry. I understand what I'm saying. Amen. So Joab was killed. But watch this. After chapter 2 going, the Bible says that Adonijah, the same man that obtained mercy in the citadel, because he found refuge, he found rescue went to Solomon and told Solomon, Solomon, I want you to give our father's nest. The nest that was taken care of their father David. He said, I want you to give that nest to me to marry. Let me instruct you. <laughs> Amen. And Baba said that quickly Solomon thought that if this guy has really repented, he will not come asking. He's up to something. There's some mischief somewhere. So the Bible says that when Solomon heard about it, Solomon said, oh, you find mercy when you run to the citadel because it's made for sons and daughters. Because you are the son of my father, you obtain that mercy. Because you are a son. This time, you can't run to the citadel. So the Bible says David has already pronounced judgment on what? And because David has already pronounced what should happen, things cannot change. Because David is the mouthpiece of God. 
So when the girl ran to the sister there, God said, for my servant David's sake, you have obtained mercy because you are a son. But when he went to Solomon for a wife with a bad mentality, the Bible says that this time, Solomon asked the people to strike him. And guess where they find him? They did not find him this time in citadel. They did not find him this time on the altar to obtain mercy again. They find him outside the temple. And Bible said, they slaughtered him there instantly and he died. What am I trying to tell you? What I'm trying to tell you is that you can only find safety, rescue, refuge in citadel. As a citadel, you die. I get what I'm saying. Amen. I get what I'm saying. That is it. So in those days in Israel, anytime people are in, 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 in distress and they fear for their life, they run to citadel. And those times they build citadel in the point that sometimes they have rivers, streams all around it just to protect. And listen, in citadel, you can never get there and arrest anyone. In Ghana, I don't know about this country, but in Ghana, a law has been passed. Even if an, uh, uh, this an arm robber go and rob, and Sunday is in church, you cannot come and arrest him in church. You can only arrest him when he come out from the church. I don't know about this country. Is he here? Because, listen to me, in the citadel, you don't arrest. It's a place of refuge. A place of rescue. A place of deliverance. So in Ghana, it is not lawful for you to arrest somebody in church. You the one that came. You have breached the law. Because it's a place of safety. Amen. So in those days, when people fear for their life, they run to citadel for refuge. And the Bible says that in 2 Samuel, David beat a citadel on the mountain of God. How many of you know the mountain of God? How many of you know the mountain of God? How many of you know the city of God? Ah! Jerusalem. Amen. The Bible said the mountain of God, the city of God, is said in the book of Isaiah chapter 462 or so. And also in the book of Psalm 50, read from verse 1 to 6. And also in the book of Hebrews chapter 12 verse 22. He said, you have come unto Mount Zion. The city of the living what? God. So the city of God is Zion. And Bible said, David be the city on Mount Zion. That is why in the book of Obedia chapter 1 verse 17 it said on Mount Zion there shall be what? Deliverance. Why? That is the city of God and because David built a citadel there for rescue, for deliverance, for safety, for refuge. There you can find deliverance on Mount Zion where the citadel of God is. That is where you can find deliverance. Are you get what I'm saying? Amen. I believe you are getting some revelation. Amen. Is that what? But on Mount Zion, there shall be what? So there shall be, which means that it's not yet. Until you run, you don't get. There shall be. So the thing is there, being, is being there, waiting for you. And there shall be what? And the house of Jacob shall what? 
Amen. I'm getting the picture very well. Amen. So David built a citadel on the mountain was Zion for protection because David had a lot of enemies. Amen. He had a what? A lot of what? Enemies. So he built a city or a citadel on the mountain where people can run to and find refuge and find what? Rescue. Amen. I get what I'm saying. Now, the Bible says in the book of Proverbs chapter 18 verse 10, it said what? The name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous rounded into it and they are what say? He did not say unrighteous. He said what? The name of the Lord is a strong tower, which means that the name of the Lord, God is our citadel. And the righteous run to the citadel and they are saved. Not the unrighteous, but what? The righteous. The unrighteous can only get deliverance into safety. Which means that the unrighteous move into what? Salvation. Into safety. Because salvation in the Greek is called sozo. Sozo simply means salvation, freedom, liberty. That's why I always have problem with people that say that uh, why do people preach deliverance? What is salvation? What is salvation? Salvation simply means deliverance. It simply means safety, rescue. I get what I'm saying. That is it. That is salvation. Amen. Now let me demonstrate something, something. Come, okay. Apostle Abraham, come. Come quickly and get him one club. Get him one club. Stand here. Stand here. And hold the club. Come, come forward. Come forward. You are the angel of persecution and you are sin. You represent sin. And this is your banner. Amen. Your banner. Okay, let me get somebody. Okay. You are unrighteous. You don't know God. You don't know Jesus. You have not received him as your Lord and Savior. Let me have someone over here. Let me take, uh, what is it? Sewai. Akosua. Okay, this is Akosua. Akosua, stand here. You are the righteousness of God. You have received Christ. You have received Jesus. You have received the I am that I am. You are connected to God. Get me another cloth. Okay. Okay. Okay, you stand here for me. Stand here for me. This is the angel of righteousness. With his banner written in front of it, acceptance. This is sin, the angel of sin with his banner written in front of it. Rejection. Okay. Come. Nathan, stand here. This is God representing citadel. Amen. I get what I'm saying. Now, okay, my son, come. Where again? Okay, you can do this work very well for me. 
Come. Don't talk. Hold, hold the shoulder. Hold the shoulder. Okay, hold the arms like that. Hold it. No, grab hand. Grab your hand. Very good. That is it. Look at it. In Citadel, when we have troubles and challenges, we run to Citadel. But the unrighteous can only run to Citadel for salvation to safety. But the righteous does not run to citadel with salvation because it's already saved. She ran to citadel for rescue, for protection. Why? Because when she ran and gets to the angel, he's already accepted. So she can just walk in. Acceptance and go to citadel for rescue. He doesn't need to struggle at all. So come, come with me. Come with me. You are going to run with me. Eh? So this is this. So this is the righteousness of God. This is the righteousness of God. I get what I'm saying. This is the righteousness of what? God. In Psalm 50 verse 15, it said what? Call upon me in the times and the days of trouble. And what? I will what? Deliver you. So let me have. Okay. People cannot call right now. Okay, come. And yeah, come. You'll be running after her. Or you'll be running after us. Not too much. Either. But be running. So he said, Call upon me in the days of trouble. And I will deliver you. And after that, you shall glorify me. Akushia is going through some challenges. Persecution. Witches. Demons. Troubles. Everywhere. They are looking for her. But listen, as the righteousness of God, they can't touch her. But they are running after her. Running after her. But the unrighteous person, they are not running after her. They head her down. Sin has head her down. So the enemy can easily get her and grab her. But with the righteousness of God, they cannot get her. They can only run and be changing to see whether they can get her, but they cannot get her. So in the days of trouble, when she's going through challenges, persecution, things are not working well. Prophetic statement not being fulfilled. Demons are chasing. Powers are looking for her. And they are chasing her. Okay, so people run. They are chasing and she run. She run. They can't get her. And she can't. Accept her. Amen. When they get here, they cannot go to Sister because Sister is not made for his enemies. So the angel program say, Don't go here. Yeah, it's meant for sons and daughters. And you see them over here. Like a bulldog. But she's here. In Citadel. She has found refuge. She has found rescue. Because in the days of trouble, he called upon Citadel. The Eshadai. The Adona. And he, he rescued her swiftly. Look at the unrighteousness of God. They've hooked. She can't move. The only thing that can save her, as they are holding her, they are pulling her. Where is sin? She's sin. I don't want to listen this time. They said, there's a God. I need to know this God. And they are pulling her. Witches are pulling her fresh. Today my arm. Today my shoulder. Today my hair. Today my stomach. Today my waist. Today my knee. Today my feet. Go for a job. He doesn't get it. Things are working bad. 
And somebody said, you need to know God. And in the days of trouble, when nothing is working, this woman comes, disappointment. This woman comes, disappointment. Nothing is working. But she still the unrighteousness of God. You suddenly know God. And they are holding her down. And the angel of sin is here. This is the angel that blocks her to sit her there. Because she's the unrighteousness of God. Unlike Akosha, who is the righteousness of God, when she got here, the door was open because she's a daughter, so she has access to sit her there. I get what I'm saying. But she's here, and she has drawn her hand and calling, Father, Father, help me. Father, help me. Come in for me. And the father said, My daughter, I don't know you. The only way you can know me is to accept me as your Lord and Savior. He has lifted up his hand, still calling, and the angel of sin with rejection is standing over here laughing. Wow, 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 wow. He said, You can't make it. You have no idea. But as she's calling, Join the hand to sit at her for rescue, for deliverance, for safety. As she's calling, he said, Father, I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. Every covenant I have with the word, I reject it and cancel it. From today, you are my Savior and my Lord. For I accept you as my personal savior. The moment he said that, a light from citadel that is called the light of refuge came in around her and pushed all the demons away. And they are gone. So go. And the light is shining around her. And they are here. They say, Hey, have we missed this lady? And they, try, they were trying to come, but there's a light. The light is too powerful for them. You can feel the heat behind her. Trouble everywhere. Nothing is working. After she has accepted, and they are changing her. And now I said, let me go to sit at her. And while she's going, the angel of sin is trying to stop. But when she saw her, she saw that her whole appearance has changed from darkness to light. So, the moment she saw it, he dropped his curtain, gave way, and she now ran onto citadel. I get what I'm saying. So citadel is made for the righteous to run into, to find rescue, and to find safety. That is why Adonijah got rescue and mercy. But Joab was killed because he was an enemy, like the enemies over here. Amen. That is why I said the unrighteous can only enter into citadel by salvation into what? So when you become born again, you are saved. It gives you the platform. You're not qualified to become a son and a daughter. I just want to say. So, the righteous can only break through to have access to citadel by salvation that lead him into rescue. To also enjoy the benefit of what? Citadel. All I face, she could not enter here because she was not safe. I get, I get what I'm saying. That is the way it is. So, if you are a believer, the day you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, Jesus became your citadel. So in the days of trouble, sorrow, nothing is working. Run to your citadel. It's your inheritance. It's your inheritance. A prince and a princess in the kingdom of a king, they don't beg for things. It's their inheritance. Amen. House help and 
garden boys, if they need something, they need to go and take permission. Because they are servants. Unrighteousness makes you a servant. Righteousness makes you a son and a daughter. I know what I'm saying. Amen. That is why I say that mercy and grace is the inheritance of our believers. It's our inheritance. That is why when Akosha was running, mercy was drawing, grace was calling. Because that is inheritance. But this one, grace and mercy was close to her. She needed to do something to obtain it by accepting Christ. The door now open. The door now open for her. So every believer, you enjoy mercy and grace. Not because you work for it. It's your inheritance. God gave it to you. And as I'm saying, it's what? Your inheritance. You don't beg for it. She did not struggle to get where she was. The doors were closed. Things were working against her, but she walked in. Because that is the inheritance she has in Christ Jesus. All like this one were holding her down. If you see these two demons holding her down, one was pulling her, one said, hey! But still, she made it. Why? Because she lifted up her hand and said, Father, I accept you. And the moment he said, I accept you, that connection with you and the past, it is connected. They can't hold you again. You now have the liberty to run to your citadel, a place of rescue and a place of freedom, a place of what? Safety, a place of what? Deliverance. You can sit down. Thank you. And that's what I'm saying. So citadel is a place that every believer must run to. He said, in the days of trouble, call upon me. So this tells me that God knows as believers that sometimes we go to trial moments. And he has already made provision what should happen. He said, in the time of your trial moment, call upon me. There are many of us who don't call upon him. You cry rather. Turn your weeping and your crying into calling. Amen. If your heart is on fire, you have your phone over there. What number do you done over here? Is it 999? Eh? 999 is not too far. At the bottom, they're cool, cool, cool. They are coming. But if your house is on fire, your phone is there. Instead of calling, you are there shouting. Your tears will come, but it can never quench the fire. When your eyes is on fire, you pick the phone and die. Nah, nah, nah. Straight ahead. You don't even need to talk. They are coming. They are coming. Why? Because you call. And God wants you the righteousness of him to call upon him in the days of trouble. In the days of challenge. In the days when nothing is working, not because he has left you, but he wants you to draw close to him. He wants you to know him by yourself. Nobody should know God for you. Know him yourself. I yes. understand what I'm saying. Yes, sir. Amen. So he said, Call upon me. Why is it that God did not say the righteous? But he said, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run. Only the righteous can run. The unrighteous cannot run. For them to run and get there, first, salvation. That is why I taught you over here as believers, when you become born again, you don't pray for forgiveness again. Like some of you, religious mentality, Father, I'm going to fight tomorrow from 6 to 8. I just want to be before you and ask for forgiveness. Please, when I ask, forgive me. 
you will be there and there, I'm telling you. Because you, you are born again and you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. The day you accepted him as your Lord and Savior, your sins of yesterday, today, and tomorrow was forgiven. So you don't ask for forgiveness, but you rather thank him for forgiving you. I get what I'm saying. For people that should ask for forgiveness, it should be the unrighteousness of God. They ask for forgiveness, for salvation to locate them. But when salvation locates you, you don't ask for Some of you have been praying that prayer, so you are looking at me strange. Because that's your religious mentality. How can you not pray for forgiveness? You are wasting your time. Thank him rather. Thank him rather. If my daughter over here has planned that no, but next week she's coming to bless me, but she has not got the money yet, and I know that she won't come and bless me, and I say, thank you so much. The money that you brought was, was very nice. She has not brought the money, but I'm thanking her. She doesn't even know to want to wait for next week. Tomorrow, she will come, Daddy, the money is coming. You know the reason why? I've already thanked you. Even though I've not seen, but I've already thanked you. Which means that I believe it is coming. I believe it is what? Connected to me. So, you don't need to ask for, for forgiveness of sins. Why? Because you know your sins is already forgiven. But the unrighteousness of God, who doesn't know God, he, she needs to ask for forgiveness because she has not accepted. She has not connected to the grace. She has not connected to the death and the resurrection of Christ. So the day she becomes born again, she's connected. I guess what I'm saying. Amen. Our last scripture, Psalm 27. Psalm 27. It said what? The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Look at what it said. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my what? Light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? David asked himself a question. That is why there's a question mark there. He said, the Lord is my light and it's also my salvation. Who will I fear? The Lord is my strength and my what? My life. Of whom shall I be afraid? This is called prayer of boldness. Amen. This is the prayer of what? Boldness. So that's when I tell people, you can't touch me. Because I have a covenant with God. And because I have a covenant with God, you touch me, things will go wrong. When you go further, you understand the reason why I'm saying that. Because every believer has a covenant with God. You are a covenant son. You are a covenant daughter. Stop behaving as if like you don't have a covenant. I told you the other time over here that one of the reasons why David won the battle and killed Goliath when other people were running is because of this. David understood that they, as the Israelites, they have a covenant with God. They are the only people God said when they give birth to a male child, they should circumcise the child. And the blood used as a covenant between me and you. So when David came to the battle and saw Goliath threatening them, David said, ah, wait a minute. So you probably didn't get this revelation. We are covenant children. That is why he made a statement. Who is this uncircumcised? Uncircumcised means that the person has not been circumcised. Which means that the person doesn't have a covenant with God. So David said, who is this uncircumcised? Philistines threatening the people of God. So, he's just trying to let the people understand that we have a covenant. This man doesn't have a covenant. So, who is this man who doesn't have a covenant? Threatening covenant children. And the moment he got that revelation, God said, David, you can kill. Amen. He said, 
The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I what fear? So David, no matter what to try against him, that is why his own enemies could throw javelin to kill him. He met his enemies fast asleep, took night, cut the hem of his garment, stood on top of the mountain and shouted, Whose garment is this? Abinah got up. King Saul got up. And found out that he said, I could have killed you, but I won't touch you. I'm a covenant son. Understand the principles of a covenant. For the Lord is my light and my salvation. I don't fear you. Your life was in my hand, but I spare you. Because I don't fear you. And when you come after me the second time, you won't get me because I don't fear you. Then if he said, the Lord is my strength. That is the strength I got to kill Goliath. And the Lord is my life also. Then he said, of whom shall I be afraid? So David killed Goliath by covenant that gave him the strength. Amen. Please go on verse 2, verse 2, verse 2, verse 2. Then he said what? When the wicked came against it me. He said when the wicked came against me to what? To eat up my flesh. Just like the unrighteous. When they came to eat, they grabbed her. Because she's not righteous. But Akosia that was righteous, when the wicked came against her to eat her, he said what? My, my enemies, enemies and foes, they stumbled they and stumbled. fell. They could not come. They stumbled here. Because the angel was here. Stop them. Why are you going? They stumble and what? And fell. But the unrighteous, they grab her. You see the difference? The citadel. Verse 3. Though an army may encamp against me. Yes. My heart. Listen, this is Akosia talking. He said what? Though an army may encamp against me. Yes. My heart shall not fear. Ah! When you know God and you know Jesus as your citadel, no matter what they try against you, don't fear. I was telling mommy when I was coming yesterday, I got to Turkey. The people took my passport. I have three passports. And all the passports, there's visa in it. And they flip, 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 flip. They look at me. And they asked me, young man. Meanwhile, the guy that was telling me I was, I was, I'm older than him. I already checked his age, like 28. And he says, a young man, what do you do that you travel like this? And I smile. Then he looked at the picture and told me, um, excuse me. You are not the one in the passport. I said, why? He said, you don't look like the man. And I said, eh. So I took my nose mask and I said, because of this, eh? I've grown my beard now. Eh? So, so I asked him quickly, that, how many years have you been doing this job? I was trying to insult him. Because as a security person, when you work for some time, whether people change, but there are certain things you might just know and know that, oh, this one. So I told him, I said, just look at my nose. Look at my eye. Look at my forehead. That one alone should give you signal. He said, no, no, just wait for me, I'm coming. And he went to his boss. His boss also came. Look at him. <laughs> then he said, don't you have any card that your, your picture is on it? I said, all the card I have, I don't have here. So which one do you want? <laughs> so I told him quickly, I told him, I said, too much beer. They started laughing. Quack, quack. And the moment I started laughing, he looked at me and I said, okay, okay, it's okay, it's okay. Go, go, go. Because <laughs> it's funny to me that in this modern world, no, the one I got to Oye, got there, the man took the decision, look at me and asked me, is it your passport? And I said, yes. He said, so all these visas was given to you? And I said, yes. And he said, so you have traveled for all this visa. In normal sense, I shouldn't answer. I know how to answer those questions. Because a visa that you saw stamped in it, should tell you that, oh, it came this time, it go this way. Isn't that so? Then when I, when I said yes, then he started taking the, the stamps. And he was writing, 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 going, going down, going down. And I said, over bread. <laughs> because this, all this stamp, how are you going to record? And he started doing calculation. Month, okay, two. One, don't write it. 
Then when you go to a place, he asks, he says, so who are you going to? Then I mentioned Auntie Julie. So he said, okay, call her. So I started calling Auntie Julie. I called her about nine times. She was not picking. Then she, uh, they asked me, okay, since she's not picking, I'm coming. I need to go and check some this thing. Then he told me, he said, go and sit down. So I went with my bag and I said, I was already tired and I sat down. And the moment I sat down, he went in for 25 minutes. He was not coming. Hey! <laughs> and you know that normally when they put it there and they are not coming, it means that no. They are looking for fault. They are looking for fault. So after 25 minutes, I was there. And I was still calling attitude to see whether it's so I can go and give the phone to her so I can go. Still call it, call it. It was not coming. Then I put the phone down. I put the phone down. Then I put the nose mask and I cover my mouth. When I cover my mouth, then I say, Father, you are the God of all the borders. And you have told me no border will resist me. Then I said, why is the God of my father, Reverend Enoch? The moment I said that, I saw an angel appear at the border. When I saw the thing, I get confident and hope. <laughs> why? In the days of trouble, call upon him. Yeah. I fear not. Why? Because the Lord is my light and my salvation. And the minute I call, when the angel appeared, the covenant came. And I got up and I started going, moving around. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Now listen to me. Within one minute, I saw the man came. Came to one lady and showed my passport. He said, and he said, the woman went to the tea set. He said, ah. Then he went. Wise was going. Then he came back and he said, gentlemen, come. I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry for wasting your time. Just come and put it. I went and he put a stamp. He said, I'm very sorry. So when he finished, I said, thank you for your work. Eh? I mean, it's, it's like that. We need people like you. We need people like you. <laughs> Listen to me. I could have been detained for the bondage to resist and reject me. But I had my spirit seated My God of rescue. My God of refuge. My God of deliverance. Where is my God? Jesus. My God, my Father. Jesus. Where is the God yeah. of my Father? Yeah. Reverend Enoch. Yeah. Amen. And the moment I mentioned, I said, where is the God of my father, Enoch? I saw the angel appear. Excitement gripped me. Who told you that challenges don't confront the righteous? Who told you challenges don't confront prophets? Don't confront pastors? Don't confront believers? Pastor, we are hit and knocked down and on every corner. But on every side, we are hit left and right. But so the righteous also going to try a moment. Somebody will ask that, hey, this prophet, how come that they are trying to this? I'm the righteousness of God. So try a moment to confront me. And so that God allowed try a moment so you can believe and know him more. So the moment the thing came and I said, where is the God of my father, Reverend Enoch? He appeared. Call upon me in the days of trouble. Because that time it was trouble time. God, the guy did not believe that the passport belongs to me. He didn't believe it. And asked, what do you do that you travel this way? Because she traveled too much. Then I told him, I am the owner of Citadel. Amen. He said, Citadel? I said, yes. He said, what is it? Then I opened to my phone. Then I said, this is Citadel. 
And he said, so all the money you get, where do you get it? I said, I'm the owner of Citadel. And so he said, all this money you get, is it from me? I said, listen to me. What does Citadel do? I said, look at it over. You can see Citadel Soccer Management. I am a football manager. I am also a FIFA license agent. So I told him, what do you want me to get money from again? But still, he did not believe that the passport belongs to me. But when I call upon the God of Citadel, when I depend upon Citadel to find rescue, to find deliverance, he appeared. I prescribe to you today that in the days of trouble, in the days of challenges, Jesus. run to Citadel. Jesus. Run to Citadel. Jesus. Run to Citadel. Jesus. Run to Citadel. Amen. Let's finish the Psalm 20, 27. Psalm 27, verse 3. Though an army may encamp against me, yes. my heart shall not fear. Eh? Though war may rise against me, mm -hmm. in this I will be confident. Yes, continue. One thing I have desired of the Lord, yes. that I will seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord yes. all the days of my life, eh? to behold the beauty of the Lord mm -hmm. and to inquire in his temple. Yes. For in the time of trouble, yes. he shall hide me in his pavilion. Ah! For in the time of trouble, he shall what? Hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle. Pavilion simply means covering. Protection. He shall hide me in his what? Pavilion. pavilion. And what? In, in the, the secret, secret place, place of his tabernacle. The secret place of his tabernacle. Altar. Hmm. Altar. He said what? He shall hide me. Mm. He shall set me high upon a rock. A rock. Verse 6. And now my head shall be lifted up eh? above my enemies he all around my me. My head shall be lifted up around all my, my enemies. enemies. And what? Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. I will sing. I will sing. Yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy also upon me and answer me. Hmm. When, you, when you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, hmm. your face, Lord, I will seek. Hmm. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. Eh? You have been my help. Hmm. Do not leave me nor forsake me. Now listen, go to, go to Psalm 50. Psalm 50 verse 16. 16, okay, go to 16. 16, 17. I want to show you something there. 16. Read really quickly. Read really quickly. It says, but to the wicked God says. Now listen to me. It said in verse 15, what did God say over there? Call upon me. He said, call upon me and I will deliver you. Oh. Then verse 16 said what? But to the wicked God but says. to the wicked God says. What right have you to declare my statutes? No, 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 no. Like the righteous, the unrighteousness of God, the wicked demons that we're trying to pursue. He said, What right do you have? Other person said, What covenant? He said, What covenant do you have on your lips? He said, What? Okay, look at it. This one. He said, What? He said, What? What right have you to declare my what statues? What right do you have to declare my what? Statues. Or take what? My covenant in your mouth. So the wicked don't have the covenant of God for him also to run to sit there when the righteous are running. Amen. So listen to me. You must understand that Citadel is made for you. And when you run there, the enemy cannot enter there. They don't have that covenant. They don't have the ability. So no matter what confronts you, call upon him. I said what? Call upon him. As a prophet of God, I could have just stand there with my swag and say, oh, don't mind there. But because I said, I know the God of Citadel. I said, where is the God? And this one, I need higher grace. I need some. Yesterday I was sitting there and I said, Father, where is the angels you have released for me? 
the angels of travel messes. Why are they? Why is the why is the borders close? Why is the God of my father Enoch? In the days of trouble and challenge, who do you call? Stop crying. Stop locking yourself in the room. Stop sharing your story around. Run to Citadel. Run to Citadel. The marriage is not coming. Run to Citadel. The business is not working. Run to Citadel. The job, you are having challenges. Run to Citadel. The relationship, it's not working. Run to Citadel. Your finances is going down. Run to Citadel. Your education, nothing is working. Run to Citadel. You read the exams, you could not pass. Run to Citadel. Run to Citadel. A place of rescue. A place of refuge. I present to you today. Citadel. A place that God has opened his arm to receive you so that you can know him more. Because challenges and trials sometimes develop the abilities in you that is lying dormant. Rise to your feet.